Justin Fields with a very impressive debut for Ohio State. Michigan State's defense, as advertised, and an explosive offense for the Wolverines. We'll talk about all of those things and more on this week's episode of the Best Frenemies Podcast. You're listening to the Best Frenemies Podcast. Join your hosts, Mark Kaminsky, Dave Wills, and Chase Colley as they tackle the latest in college football and basketball news. They may be bitter rivals, but they are better friends on the Best Frenemies Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's the Best Frenemies Podcast back for our very first ever episode in season. We are in between weeks one and two. It was an exciting uh, first week for our teams. We have a lot to talk about. Let me introduce everybody. I'm Chase Colley. I'm going to be your representative for the University of Michigan. So uh, all you Michigan fans, just listen to me and don't listen to anybody else. But if you are not a Michigan fan, and perhaps you like the Michigan State Spartans, then Mark Kaminsky is your guy. What's up, Mark? How are you doing this morning? Go green, go white. For the three people that like Ohio State. No, I'm just joking. There's a lot more Ohio State fans. I know this. But Dave Wills, you are the man for Ohio State. And uh, say, say what up to everybody. Go Bucks! I'm happy to be here. Let me first start off by saying 28 points by uh, Ohio State's offense in the first quarter. I thought for sure that Ohio State was going to score 100 points, I think, in their opener. Um, but, man, very, very impressive start for the Buckeyes. Um, yeah, Justin Fields, I think, is going to be just yet another amazing quarterback for the Buckeyes, which is, as a Michigan fan, oh, that's just so exciting. <laughs> I'm sure you're so happy for them. Oh, yeah. Very, very happy. Um, no, man, he just looks everything. I'm Highly explosive offense. Uh, I know we'll get, we'll get into – we'll probably get into that a little bit more the, the second half. But, like – but even so, I mean, 28 points, you kind of can just throw it into cruise control. It was 28 points in, like, seven minutes is yeah. what the crazy part was. It was, like, 11 – 11 minutes left in the first quarter, it was 14 to nothing. Else. But he was doing it through the air. He was doing it on the ground. It, I mean, say what you will about the competition. He, he was doing what he needed to do yeah. regardless of the competition, and that was what was most uh, – uh, that was the biggest thing that I was taking from that. So looking at the, uh, the start that Ohio State had, what, Dave, you know – Look, just looking at kind of what you brought up last week um, as far as your questions and your concerns about the coaching staff, um, the transition game one. I mean, obviously your players played out. How did you feel the coaches were handling game plan wise and things like that? Maybe that's where a little bit of the lack of focus after 28 points in the first quarter might come in. But what what are, what are your thoughts there? I just I think that they uh, I mean, I, I'm hoping that they threw in the towel um, because outside of that first 28 nothing else looked clean to me um i think that ohio state's defense the corners played really well the linebackers played better than i anticipated but after a half lane kiffin seemed to figure out how to move the ball on this new zone defense that that they're running down there and that scares me for somebody with a legit offensive threat like you know like you guys like that would that wouldn't I don't think so, that's going to fly like that. So I'm hoping that they were just trying new things. Uh, Chase Young is, is is all that he's been advertised to be is going, you know, top three in the draft. He could have realistically gotten – he got credit for one and a half sacks. Yeah. 
he realistically could have gotten credit for all four of the sacks that Ohio State had. He just they just split them up between four guys for some random reason. But Jeffrey Okuna did what he was supposed to. You know, all these guys that were like the big names on the defensive side of the ball, they they did what they needed to do. But there's a lot of question marks, man. Justin Fields made a lot of bad decisions during that game too. Mm-hmm. You don't see it in the score, but he made a lot of bad bad decisions where he thought his athleticism was going to get him by and he took a sack or fumbled or yeah i mean i think there's there's some of that what we don't have is the track record of of day like what does he how does he handle being up four scores early like does he slow things down i mean we're going to talk about this for all of our teams but like how much are they trying to show versus keeping the tank yeah and that's what i mean that's what i was looking at too is like is it a case of him just he's not urban. Maybe he's got a little more humility and he's like, well, now's a good time to practice some of these other things that we're struggling with during, during practice. So, I mean, that, that's kind of what I was, is what I, where I'm hoping, but it, it, there was times it looked, it looked pretty sloppy to me. And I mean, maybe that's me being, uh, spoiled of, you know, just used to seeing these 70 to nothing showdowns or not showdowns, but running away with them. So, I don't know. Just a lot of questions at the end of the day, though. Last year, one of the the concerns, especially late in the season, was Ohio State's defense being, you know, a little a little suspect. Uh, offense being like so good that it was kind of it was okay to be a little on the uh, on the suspect side, but um, you know, Ohio State held Florida Atlantic to 230 yards of total offense, so. I mean, it seemed like for, for over the course of a game, I mean, their defense did what they needed to do. I mean, Ohio mm-hmm. State had almost 500 yards. But the, the stat lines for Ohio, the Ohio State game and the Michigan game were very similar, and they almost looked uh, they, they looked a little similar where it was like really explosive offenses at some points in the game where you're like, okay, if they do that all the time, then we're going to be okay. But then mm-hmm. there was other parts of the game where you're like, whoa, like – What's going on here? Making mistakes, mental errors, like you were yeah. mentioning. So it'll be interesting to see as we go forward how um, how Ryan Day kind of cleans that up. And you know the, the 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 improvement from week one to week two. They always say is is you see the biggest change in a team. You know, just between those two games. Yeah, I mean, I would say the the one exciting thing from a from an Ohio State fans perspective, for, as opposed to last year, is we didn't let up any of those giant plays. Yeah. You know, it wasn't not an eighty-yard cross yeah. to the house. Like, what? What just happened? Like, all you had to do is have a linebacker in the right place there. Why did he just take and, it eighty yards to the house? And, so. and it'll be interesting to see as Ohio State starts to play tougher competition. Mm-hmm. We don't know how good Florida Atlantic is. Yeah. I mean, I think Lane Kiffin's going to do okay down there, but there, there's a huge talent discrepancy there for sure. Yeah. But um, some place where there uh, there is no. <laughs> Real questions in my mind is the Michigan State defense. Uh, whoa, Mark, that is going to be something that is so going to be so fun to watch this year. As a Michigan fan, I can say it is. It was fun to watch Michigan State's defense. I, I, I mentioned Kenny Willickis getting that touchdown. It was like exactly how it needed to be. You know, like safeties and defensive touchdowns and just absolutely destroyed destroying this kid that was supposed to be this all everything quarterback for Tulsa Michigan State was like no nope not gonna happen so imp- highly impressive um I'm sure you're gonna want to talk about the negatives but 
The defense was super good, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be happy talking about the positives for a minute. <laughs> the defense was incredible. We talked about last week, I think, of the – I think we mentioned this, of the six units represented by our team's offense, defense. I did think that Michigan State's defense had the fewest question marks, the most certain to be excellent, right, yes. and the most flawless. And I, I felt like after week one, that's that remains to be – that remains the truth that oh, I, I, I so. still think it's the best unit of the, of the six on the field. Um, most consistent and things of that nature. I mean, they were, they were crazy out there. There's a few replacements as starters and those guys I thought showed up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Butler didn't have his best game and really that was like on two plays, you know, um, where he, he really, he blew it on two plays that led to the touchdown, which shouldn't, those two plays shouldn't have happened because we had a roughing Kenny Willekes on a roughing penalty. Although it was, I think a little bit soft of a call, but regardless, the, the defense was outstanding. They were swarming minus 73 rushing yards is crazy. I know some of those came from those bad snaps, but right. those bad snaps, I think were also caused, you know, in a sense of, of, uh, being, um, kind of in a hurry to engage the man across from you. Cause you know, if you don't, he's coming at you. But. Yeah. The, the box score that I'm looking at shows Tulsa, um, they averaged negative 2.9 yards of rush. <laughs> Dude, it, it's incredible. Well, then the, the other, bad. the other thing about it too, was that like there, they had that running back who, um, who had, had basically said, look, we're, I, I think it's reasonable for us to each me and me and the backup running back, the two running backs, they, they play to have a hundred yards each and average five yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had respectively, I think zero and negative one rushing yard, which, you know, as the running back for Tulsa coming in and playing arguably one of the best defenses in the country, I admire them and their spirit for wanting to wanting uh, to come shut in. Shut your damn mouth. It's not, what do you mean? <laughs> don't, don't say anything. Look at you play for the Golden Turds. What I mean, what is going on? Don't. There's nothing to be said here. Yeah, don't. Don't. It was a these. bad idea. I mean, because yeah. it, 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 it created a game within the game before it even started, and that was that the defense was like, "How few can we hold these guys to yeah. now? Like and just just for it. fun, just because you know our, we're we're not going to let them score much on us anyway. But let's just see for fun how few rushing yards can we hold them to? Because this guy opened his mouth saying something about 200 rushing yards. So it was it was kind of ironic uh, being at the stadium when they announced the record as. As uh, Tulsa's walking off the field, their players were still on the field. They heard the announcement of this is a MSU record uh, minus 73 rushing yards. Right. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, they had six and seven carries between like the running backs. Brooks had six and Taylor had seven and it was zero and negative one. And yeah. so their average was zero or zero or minus 0.1 rushing yard, depending on which guy you're looking at. So it, it was pretty, pretty wild to see that. Yeah, so your your big question mark last week, and uh, and I'd love love to hear your your thoughts on this. But you were concerned about the offensive line um, as as being, hey, this is the the one thing we can point at that is going to dictate the direction that our offense goes, how well the work he does, how how we can establish some running backs and some and some scoring, and arguably that is still a major question mark. Can we just skip this part? <laughs> I mean, my goodness, dude, it, that was that was rough. I mean, I, I was texting my brother. He's out of the country, so he's not able to watch the uh, the game. And I'm telling him, I'm like, we'll be lucky to make a bowl game is what I was saying by the end. Now, I think I was having a panic attack in the stadium. <laughs> I was overreacting a little bit. Um, I, I do think this offense is going to have struggles, but 
and here's the thing. This is why I brought up. We don't know what Day does when he's up big. We do have a track record of what D'Antonio does in first games, and it's usually not pretty. Yeah. You know, and another thing about D'Antonio is somehow he's comfortable in the games that are closer closer than they should be. You know, the the year we went the year we went to the playoff, it was like we didn't blow anyone out. You know, um, really, I mean, it's, it's a rare thing for Michigan right. State to blow out even weaker competition. Um, and it, it was just one of those things to where it felt to me, thinking about it later, it felt to me during the game like this is a raging dumpster fire and we're in huge, huge trouble. And I still think we're in some trouble. We so, have a lot of things to clean up. But when I was able to kind of calm down for a second and say, what, what was really, what's really going on here? How can I make myself feel a little bit better, at least for one more week before I throw in the towel on the season? Because there are Spartan fans out there saying, so it's, it's game over already it's after done. one week. Yeah, forget it. It's that done. defense is way too good to ever say game over for Michigan State. But you, the, the I, I would say, though, um, have faith. <laughs> Spartans, it's the first game. I mean, uh, just ask Dave how, how losing the first game, what, what that sets up, just sets up a national championship and the first ever playoff champion, you know. It's not over, I would say. So, and that's coming from a Michigan fan. Yeah, I mean, it, it, here's my here's my points of comfort, so to speak. And and uh, the, number one is I don't think like we, you and I chased texted during the game, and you're like, man, this is offense vanilla. That's a great way to describe it. It was very vanilla, which leads me to believe, okay, we've had an entire offseason. This is a new offensive coordinator. I believe Salem to be a pretty creative guy. I don't think we showed hardly anything because I think what we feel like we have right now is a little bit of mystery, you know, and one thing we showed, Oh, we have a Rocky Lombardi package on short yardage situations. Well, it didn't work, but we have, we have a little, a little creativity, some wrinkles gained three yards. Yeah, total. And, (laughs) and, uh, but you know, on the first one, it was like, I think they were probably surprised to see this and then it worked after that. It wasn't so surprising and nor did it work, but, um, no, at the end of the day, it was kind of like, okay, look, we've got, there's got to be some other things. And even a couple of players alluded to it. Hey, we have more offense out there that we didn't show. They, they were kind of winking at the at the reporters, you know, like, look, there's more. Um, what, what we did show is we're not going to be able to line up this year and get two, three yards on third down and short to, I mean, get, to move the chains. They, they rushed the ball 40 times and got 108 yards rushing. That, you don't need a game plan for that. That's just... Lining up and running the ball downfield, yeah, there's no and that is what D'Antonio's teams are built on, and they ran it 40 times, which last year, I remember the big quote, D'Antonio said, we're a type of team that's going to run the ball 40 times. That's going to be our goal. Well, I'm looking at this box score, and they, they got to 40, but they only got 100 yards, and my, my big concern on the offense is you have to be able to line up and get yardage running without any packages, without any cute jet sweep, anything else. You need to be able to hand the ball off to your running backs and get and get yardage. And and my big concern is they couldn't do that. And so they were ha- they were doing a lot of jet sweeps. I was noticing and trying to spread the field out. And maybe you're right. Maybe the that was just a really vanilla, for lack of a better word. Maybe that's what they wanted to do. Let's just give our defense is so good. Let's, we know that our offense doesn't have to be great today because we need them to be great against. Ohio State on the road and Wisconsin on the road and all these Michigan on the road. You know what I mean? So perhaps, and that's that's 
being a little on the, the, the optimistic side. But let's just face it. They had one touchdown drive. And that touchdown drive was aided in a huge way by that big 25-yard penalty that got him down the field with the late hit out of bounds and the defensive holding and you know set him up right into the, into the red zone. So outside of that, they did not have any long offensive drive so that is a uh that's a concern going forward but i don't know man i'll, I'll tell we'll you see. what we we talked at the end of last season and just last week we need michigan state to give us 21 points right mark i mean and they gave you 21 points but our offense did not it did listen it lowered, we threw a touch technically but i'm saying you threw a touchdown pass you got four field goals and two extra points and but that's 20 three I'm, of our field goals three of those four were three and outs by the offense. Three and out into a field goal because our defense had set them up in yeah. that kind of field. And that was the block. thing that that was what I was going to come back to as well. The block punt led yeah, to a but field I'm saying goal. The block was, punt led to a field goal. Was yeah. your you know, interception led to a yeah. field goal. You know, one of them was okay, the safety, and then we returned it to about midfield and we might have gained 15 yards and then kicked a field goal. And that might be the one I'm giving credit for. That on was the, the part, offense. That was know? the part that it was, was like, like, oh dude, Mark has got to be absolutely losing yes. his mind right now. Oh, I thought he was losing his mind when I saw the screenplay to the short side of the field <laughs> when when the receiver would bounce back that screenplay and i was like oh it's the same thing as a jet sweep to the short side of the field what are you doing to me yeah, so. there's 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 got to be more in the t- i mean we'll, we'll have to find out we'll have to wait and see it was like six one way half a dozen the other way like it didn't seem like it was any different um i i, I made a comment on social media about just kind of it'll be interesting to see what the offensive of coaching staff for michigan state if they can make any in-season adjustments because it does not look like they made any off-season adjustments but that remains to be seen so um but it was a similar story though for Michigan where in my opinion I thought we were very explosive at times uh vertical vertical threat downfield and then at other times I was like where's the speed and space where's where's the where's this new up tempo and I did look at the the film again and we were running at a faster tempo we got 79 plays in which we only did one time last year we did it three times and not at all in 2017 we did it twice in 2016 but so we ran more plays offensive snaps but i i wasn't seeing the it's you know josh gaddis has been big on speed and space and i wasn't seeing that as much i was seeing like good flashes of execution between Shea Patterson and his wide receivers, um, and then Zach Charbonnet, who I mentioned last week, he uh, he got the start as a true freshman and uh, ran the ball uh, admirably. They only gave it to him eight times, though. Was, was that your most like? Was that your positive takeaway from the offense? Is like the running game? Yeah. So that was a big question that I had uh, last week. Uh, a run dominant. I know we got like 250 yards rushing or something like that. I mean, we had almost 500 yards of total offense. So this is why it's like, I don't want to be salty Michigan fan. We did very well. Like our offense did very well. Um, our offense left a lot on the field though. I mean, uh, Shea Patterson fumbled on the very first play of, uh, from scrimmage. Um, there was two blatant drops in the, in the end zone. I mean, we could have easily scored twice as many points, but that it, it goes back to first game. We just it looks sloppy, um, and not having Donovan Peoples Jones playing, and both of our starting tackles were out, all three of which will be back for this week. But um, 
in spite of that, I think with the, when those guys come back, I think our offense is going to be really, really good. So my question was more along the lines of, is Harbaugh going to have Shea Patterson carrying a football around campus and seeing if anybody can take it from him after the – I mean, you guys had four fumbles in that game. Shea had two. Lost, only lost one. You lost two total, but, I mean, that's not – yeah, one was the I mean, one was like, the muffed punt um, by Levert, Levert. Hill and special teams. She had the one big fumble at the beginning of the game. Um, the other fumbles were mesh point issues, and so that that's going to be a huge key. Obviously, they're trying to run faster, so mesh point has to be quicker. We'll see if they can uh, they can shore that up for sure. Just at times, though, it, it, he seemed very I don't know, just like having he just had a disregard for the fact that he even had the you know what I mean that he had the ball at all it was just so loose in his hand I, I don't know it just yeah I mean I get what you're saying I, I know that all these option plays and stuff like that but I mean even when he was out in like open field like just randomly having like that's not okay so mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that Harbaugh's gonna feels like early season stuff yeah you know, no it does up. and I mean it's but that's what we're here doing right is sure nitpicking the things that we saw like that was one of the things that it bothered me from the jump you know just knowing that that's not how any of us should have. our quarterback should be rolling but you know it just it, it just got to me and you got a uh, charbonnet or char charbonnet as some may say um but charbonnet i mean dudes had 11 yards per carry and yeah. granted one of them was 41 yards but seven carries for yeah, 49 I think, yards i think outside it's safe of to say if you give if you give, give charbonnet, charbonnet the, ball, the ball four times and you're set you're gonna make it <laughs> Uh, but the one thing that was just really puzzling was the screen for me was a screen pass to Dylan McCaffrey. That w- what happened? Yeah, that they have a package. Yeah, they have a package for two quarterbacks, I, and I, I don't think they it. should ever use it again. <laughs> I mean, I get it on like a lateral pass to the quarterback or handoff to the quarterback where you there might be a double. Here's the thing: when you put the backup quarterback in at wide receiver, that everybody and their mother is going. Hey, they're probably going to do something with that guy because he doesn't normally play wide receiver. And then they throw a screen pass to him, and the defense was like, yep, on it. Got it. <laughs> like, got it. We saw we're, all, we're all set. There's we got no, it. There's no risk of him throwing the ball That again. dude's no Tate Martell. What are you doing? <laughs> it was just, it was so alarming. I'm like, this guy's 6'5". There's, there's no reason, that, there's no way that he can throw the ball again. Yeah. You know, he wasn't, it was, it was yeah, no. weird. Mid- and yeah. they're already keying on him. Mid- Middle Tennessee what knew it too. They, they were like, oh yeah, let's just go at that guy. But that shows that Michigan has that wrinkle. Uh, Michigan State has the wrinkle with Rocky. Um, are there any tra- are there no, any transfer no portal quarterbacks no that, that you're going to use at uh, Ohio State? No, I don't, I don't think Chuganoff's going to get a no. screen yeah, pass anytime so. soon. I don't think so. Wow. So let's see. This week, um, everybody is back in action. Uh, Michigan is at home. Uh, noon start against Army. Let's just say they didn't look dangerous, in my opinion. I. I I kind of have to ask you, Dave, uh, what is it about Army that you see that's going to be the one loss outside of Ohio State that Michigan's going to take? Hey. They, they needed some late-game late, late game magic to beat the uh, previously 2-11 and 11 Rice Owls, 14-7. to 7. You're correct, but this is all the same. They got some rust to knock off, too, going into the first season, first season game. No, absolutely. absolutely. And they only and, gave up seven points. No, their defense is going to be good, so it'll be interesting to see how our uh, offense – performs against a defense that's going to be quite a bit better than Middle Tennessee. I think that it doesn't look threatening right now, but that's kind of, I mean, at least what we have history-wise with Army, that's the thing. 
you just don't know yet. Service academy, the, just like every service academy, they kind of they know how to work they're hard. Mentally strong, right? Okay, so and, and just to throw this out there, because I was like, wow, I, I kind of thought it would be. I didn't think Michigan would lose this game ever, but like I thought that it would be close. I thought maybe Michigan fans might be uncomfortable in the third quarter, and it might expose some stuff about Michigan. And then I saw the Army score, and I was like, mm, maybe not so much. Army beat Houston seventy to fourteen last year. Right. I don't think anybody even expected Army to do that to Houston. I'm just saying, like, they're scary to me for you guys because that triple option, I think, is scary to anybody. Mm-hmm. When I coached high school football, when we played at the triple option team, it was – I mean, I coached them just – you take out everybody. Yeah. Well, if they don't have the ball, coach, I don't I don't care. Like, yeah, there's, I don't know who has the ball. That's what the <laughs> – that's the whole point of the triple option. It just scares me for you guys, especially – with what we talked about with the question marks on the defensive side of the ball and just how it just looks sloppy at times. It just scares me for you guys. I guess I can look at it and think, okay, we might win. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. good. No, no, that's, that, and that's, that's fine. I mean, the defense is going to have to play it. They're going to have to tackle a lot better than they did last week. Um, and it, I think if they do that though, they're going to have guys in position to, to make plays. So, We'll see, um, and we'll pick that game against the spread coming up in the next segment. But uh, Ohio State uh, at home is another noon game against Cincinnati, former Ohio State defensive coordinator um, Luke Fickle, and uh, he's now the head coach of Cincinnati. Um, game two with Justin Fields. Um, I think Cincinnati is, uh, is a good matchup defensively. I think, it, I think they will do a better job on defense against Ohio state, but I just don't, I don't think they, their offense is really going to pose much of a threat. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out. No, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't see their offense doing much, but similar to Florida Atlantic, if they're smart about it, they'll figure out what little trends they're doing and they'll start moving the ball a little bit. I mean, last year, Ohio, or last week, Ohio State's D was at negative 22 yards in the first quarter. They finished only giving up like 200 total, but they were negative 22 at the end of the first quarter. So they figured out the wrinkles. I think since he'll figure out the wrinkles, and I think uh, I think Luke knows Ohio State's offense though too. So he's it's an in-state battle. Yeah, and, it's, and he's you know, planning. He's planning I, hard. So the, the player, the players are going to try to win that one for their coach. Yeah, I, I I think that you might have some early game jitters, kind of some, some early game like wow, Cincinnati just punched us in the mouth, but mm. I think the talent discrepancy is it's so different dude yeah. it's like I, I don't through. i don't think that it's gonna i think you might have mentioned it last last week it's just gonna be like could be close maybe i'll give you a close in the first half yeah run away with it in the second half yeah it feels it it kind of has that feel to me too um uh, moving on to michigan state michigan state plays uh they have a night game uh at home seven thirty start on BTN, uh, taking on Western Michigan. So another in-state um, battle. Uh, I think Western Michigan looks similar to Cincinnati in that um, they're they're a little more developed and 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 refined from what they're doing, like their own identity. But their talent, the talent discrepancy, is probably further than even Tulsa, uh, in my in my opinion. So because I think Tulsa has a two-year, they had like a two-year starter at quarterback. You know, broke a bunch of records. Western doesn't have that. I think they need to drink a bunch of miracle water or something <laughs> to do anything Space against Jam that situation. Uh, to do anything against Michigan State's defense, but um, Vegas is the line is closer than I thought, and that might just be more towards the Michigan State's offense. But um, I just 
I think night nighttime atmosphere in, in East Lansing for the second week in a row, I, I guess we just do it a we're just gonna do okay again, you know, I, I and win. I don't know. I mean I think we'll win the game. I, I just I'm not real confident with this offense. Um, I think that or your ability to pick against the spread at this point. I definitely am not <laughs> confident in we'll that. Get into we'll, that. We'll get there, but my goodness, I'm not confident about that. But um, I mean, Western they put up a lot of offense last week. Again, that wasn't Michigan State's defense. I feel like we're a different beast than anything else that we're talking about. Um, that MSU defense is really, really good. So I'm, I'm not too worried about them putting up too many points. But there, there's stuff there. There's potential there. There's a guy at Western who knows their system. All of that stuff mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I, I'm not like super comfortable to be to be honest with you. Western has played as close. I don't think we've ever lost to them. But you're there. You're Western Michigan Super Bowl right now. Yeah, you know the, for the season. The like that's the uh, that's the hard part. Is they're they're playing up like nobody's business because it's and and you're their Super Bowl. State has always tended to play down. So to, to the competition. I mean, again, we've looked at. We never blow teams out. Almost forever. It's time to go against the spread. Follow along with the best frenemies as they predict the outcomes of every Big Ten game, along with the week's biggest matchups nationally. Last week, Mark went 5-9. and nine, um, Started off the first two days over like and i'm like i'm thinking oh dang okay you know, there were a couple a little, bad beats in there right? but but then but then there was a, a couple uh, there was a couple that you know like last <laughs> last play of the game was what made it go I'm one way or at, the other i'm looking at that stanford northwest oh my goodness right yeah uh dave went six and eight uh yeah, I, I wasn't went, by, i wasn't far behind you yeah. yeah i went nine i just had wins early right yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I was questioning am i gonna get a single game for a while and i went uh i went nine and five we had we had a few games in there where we all got wrong when we it, we all got wrong and there's a few games where we all got right but uh without further ado let's jump into this week um and dave why don't you lead the way and uh give us the rundown all right well first off we have ohio state at home hosting cincinnati Giving Cincy 16 points. Now, Ohio State did not cover last week. They did not cover. Yeah. They were give, they were giving uh, Florida Atlantic a ton of points. 28. 28 yeah. 27 and a half, but they covered in the first quarter, and then they gave it and back, which gave made it, me bat- yeah. mad as yeah. I was watching. They gave it Ohio back. State. So, yeah, they they, they only they scored eh, one by 24. Yeah. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they're going to cover this week. I think, I think they're going to cover this week, too. I think this week they're – hopefully they iron out some of the stuff that we talked about, and I think that that's a wrap there. So, Mark, what do you think? Man, like, I really want to go, like, opposite my instinct and opposite you, hooligans, but I can't really do it on this one. <laughs> so. Dude, this is this is – this is going to be an absolute annihilation. Luke Luke Fickle is going to be like, I don't want to go there again. <laughs> I, I don't want to go back home anymore. Minus My brothers 16. are mean to me. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State. All right, what about next? We have Michigan hosting Army. I think we already know where my, uh, where my alliances lie here. I think Army is going to definitely win, with, especially with the spread. I think they have a chance to win this one outright. I just think this is the, the risky one for you guys. The spread is minus 23 and a half. Yeah. It's a big spread for for a tricky for what looks like a tricky game. What do you think, Chase? I was um, after seeing Michigan play one game, and after seeing uh, Army's very porous defense last week against a really really bad offensive team, uh, I'm going to say Michigan covers this one. I'm going I'm going blue this week, guys. 
So Dave, you've officially picked Army, and I'm, I'm officially gonna, picked I'm Army. Make mine official as well. I'm taking Army. Taking Army. All right. Now we have Iowa at home hosting Rutgers. Now Rutgers, if I'm not mistaken, put up 49 points. Mm-hmm. No, they this, did this year when we were all like, "Oh, why was Rut? Who's why? What? what? Rutgers and UMass? They're yeah. giving them 14." Yeah, no, they uh, blew we UMass all took out. UMass and they took 49 and yeah, nothing. Or we something. underestimated how bad UMass was. Yeah. Or maybe Rutgers is good. I mean, how do you, no, no, the Rutgers is not good. There's no way. But anyway, Iowa at home giving Rutgers 20 and a half. Uh, I think Iowa runs away with this. Yeah, I'm uh, 20 and a half is a lot of points. And Iowa historically hasn't had a very high scoring offense. But Rutgers is also really bad. So, you know what? I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes. I think, I, I think Iowa can, can put three touchdowns on them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, guys. Give me Rutgers. You're taking Rutgers. <laughs> I'm in. Rutgers. Well, I mean, with the 20 and a half. With 20 and a half points. They're not just by, the game. Okay. Not by themselves. Anyway. Um, all right. Now we have Syracuse traveling to Maryland, giving Maryland one and a half. All right. Now Maryland last week on on uh, Mr. Howard put up 79 points. Yeah. I mean, granted, they played one guy, but 79 points, is that's we were all surprised by that. Dude. I don't think any of us got that game, did we? No. Nah. No. So, Maryland by 79. What? Yeah, yeah, Maryland is crazy. Actually, two of you got it. Dude, this is uh, this is, say, I think this is an easy one for me, guys. I'm taking Maryland, dude. Yeah? Give me, think- g- give, me the, give me those uh, give me those points and and I'm I'm going to run with the Terrapins. They're at home and they're 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 a dog and it's only a point and a half. I'm going to take it. So, all right. Um you know, I don't I don't I never know what to think about the Orangemen, but uh after seeing them put up 79 last week, I think their offense is legit. I know their special teams has always been good. Um, so one thing, playing Maryland, you're like, oh, at least we're going to get to see a kick return. Well, now it seems like they got it all figured out a little bit there. But uh, I'm going to take Maryland. I think they're going to upset. I think I think Maryland's going to win outright. Outright, yeah. Yeah. Give me Syracuse. I think that uh, the Howard thing was a little bit of a – it's just not a fair judge of the – Competition, what they're you know, going to do? What they're gonna, yeah, what they're going to face up against. Um, Syracuse is going to bring something a little bit different. Um, I don't think we know enough yet. And uh, basically, when you're picking this game, you're almost picking it. You're almost picking a winner with a point and a half. Yeah. Uh, give me Syracuse. Syracuse. I got to make up points. I got to make up games here, guys. <laughs> I was, I was, are you actually picking on your legit instincts, or are you going opposite like we talked about? I'm not going to give you my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we have Purdue at home hosting Vandy, giving Vandy seven and a half points. Now, we don't see much of Vanderbilt. Chase, what do you think here? Vanderbilt is known for their uh, stout defense, and they're very, like, um, it's it's, sim- it's similar in a way to, to Michigan State, not anywhere close to that level, but their defense is usually pretty good, and their offense is usually pretty average. Um, Purdue went out and absolutely blew the game against Nevada this past week, but their offense looked good for Three and a half quarters. They they were doing whatever they wanted against Nevada. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and give me Purdue on this. They're going to clean things up and they're going to handle Vanderbilt just fine, in my opinion. I will second that. I also choose Purdue. Yeah, I mean, think about what Purdue ended up doing uh, a year ago, losing their second game of the well, losing their first two, uh, Northwestern and then Eastern, and then ending up kind of being a legitimate threat in the Big Ten, you know, later in the year. I think Purdue's one of those teams that can lose focus. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and, despite their loss to Nevada on that miracle field goal at the end of the game, give me, give me Purdue. 
All right, we got a big one. We got Wisconsin hosting Central Michigan. Number 19, Wisconsin giving Central 35 points. Now, Wisconsin looked good. Jonathan Taylor was all he's, you know, supposed to be in that game last week. But, man, 35 is a lot. And I, I don't want I feel bad putting it on Central, but I actually think – I think Wisconsin's going to cover this. I do too. I I I, I, think, I don't I don't I think, want him to. I think Taylor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him to. I think Taylor is. Uh, I think uh, Jonathan Taylor is on his way to a historic year mm-hmm. for the Badgers. We all have to deal with it, um, and he's going to show it again against an inferior opponent. That you're going to have to put studs on studs to be able to stop Jonathan Taylor on the ground through the air. Wisconsin covers 35 points. Yep, they're they're going to take that just a lot of points 35 mm-hmm. points so like when you get a 35 to 0 lead do you have the mental fortitude to keep it there mm-hmm. uh that, that's where these like huge spreads i mean clearly i'm terrible at this guys <laughs> but with it when it comes to such a big spread like that i i'm gonna take central on the chance that i can make up a game here yeah. that they win by 34 instead of 35 hey, you're I mean, letting us in like, on your strategy right now mark you're letting us in on this i'm not doing i'm not giving you too much information <laughs> don't, don't do it that's, that's why I'm, I'm reserving the right to pick last year guys right. in the last place is golf you have honors so all right now we move on to nebraska they're going to colorado and giving colorado five now we've talked we've talked about nebraska and they're they're dangerous this year and i mean colorado hasn't been much since the since your favorite play of your life i'm sure the Cordell oh, Stewart. Hey, we're, we're, we're reaching going, we're back going for way, you. We're going way we're back, back, way for back for that jab. You still see that? <laughs> that was 1994, I, bro. I know. I still have the Ty Law cover of the Sports Illustrated at my house. With good, Ty Law. Good for it. you. Yes. Nonetheless. Um, <laughs> He's got a picture of Michigan versus Colorado in his house. Come oh, on. man. That was, I was, hey, you know that I rooted for Michigan when they weren't playing Ohio State, and that was a sad day for a lot of people. Cordell Stewart threw the ball like 185 yards in the yeah. air and felt like it. Th- 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 I, d- yeah. I thought that ball was never coming down, and then it came down in Westbrook's hands. That was a sad day. Sorry. Anyway. Give me, give um, me Colorado. Nebraska, Colorado. Now you want Colorado? Yeah, I'm, right, taking Colorado. So I'm taking Colorado. Nebraska didn't impress me at all last week. Uh, no, not at all. They didn't impress but. me at all. I mean, and, and again, first week jitters and having to figure things out. I just think going on the road and playing a decent Colorado team, they, yeah. looked, they looked okay last week against Colorado State. I think just Colorado's going to – they five points, so they can still lose by a field goal and and, and you know yeah. cover. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna take Colorado. Uh, I'm gonna take Nebraska on this. I think Nebraska warms up and gets it going. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Colorado because they're at home. Uh, I think again Nebraska was not impressive, but Colorado at home. Who, who knows? We'll see what happens. Right. Moving on to the powerhouse that is UConn, Illinois traveling to U- University of Connecticut, giving them 20. I mean, they looked good last week, right? I they, mean, Illinois looked okay last week, but twenty. Yeah, and it was, and it, they looked good against a MAC opponent. So they're playing another opponent that's going to have the same caliber of talent. of talent. I think, I think Illinois has a little bit of a week two regression. I think UConn covers at home. Um, I don't think they're going to win. I think Illinois will still win the game, but yeah. twenty points yeah. is a, is a lot of points on the road to a team that doesn't, you know, the talent discrepancy isn't so huge you know in yeah. illinois versus like a mac or like a big east school like it's not that big of a like lower spread. tier big time you know to I mean? a high, yeah so like i just feel like uconn will do enough to like keep it a two touchdown game that's that's good enough for me to take uconn I, i'll take uconn myself agreed give me give me illinois i have faith big 10 
faith it is. All right, Indiana. You're setting yourself up to have either a really great record yeah. or just being over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We had Eastern, Eastern Illinois traveling to Indiana. Indiana giving Eastern Illinois 34 points. Again, where? Who makes these up? Like, when did Indiana get a chance to give anybody 34 points? I'm taking EIU. For the first time ever, I think this is the first time I've ever talked about Eastern Illinois University um, today, right now, and it's because I'm taking them to to keep it to within, keep, 34 keep it within 34 points. I mean, we could all be wrong, and like yeah. this could be another 79 to nothing game. Yeah, like, we've had, that's one that I'm okay with losing. Yeah, like, I just don't think they're going to cover. I, how about I just don't feel right ever yeah, giving me, Indiana me, 34 points? What, what's the mascot for Eastern Illinois? Does anybody know? Uh, Panthers. Give me the Panthers. <laughs> go, go, go Panthers. Panthers. <laughs> go Panthers. We got it. Anyway, Look, okay. So I take Eastern Illinois myself. Here, here's the deal, okay? Indiana wins 34-24 against Ball State, okay? Eastern, Doesn't cover. Eastern Illinois loses 24-10 against the mighty Chattanooga. The mocks. Okay. <laughs> should we second guess this? I, I think that's what he's trying to tell us. I, he's I, trying to campaign for a second guess. I'm sticking, I'm sticking, I'm sticking firm with, my with team. the Panthers. No, I'm, you guys can't second guess. You're both officially in the books. I'm just telling you. <laughs> that's why Indiana in. is going to, and I'm afraid of big spreads, right? You just said Indiana's that. Indiana is going to win by 60, okay? So I typed it big in already. Spread. You can't have a second chance. Yeah, too late. All right. Penn State at home bringing in the mighty Buffalo, giving them 30 points. I think Penn State covers that, not the Bills. If it was the Bills, that might be the chance that they don't cover that. But Buffalo no, University. Buffalo We're talking University. about the Buffalo Bulls, guys. Yeah, I think uh, I think Penn State's the offense Bulls. is something. I think Penn State's offense is something that we're all going to have to keep a very keen eye on. I think they cover. I think they. I think. I think they blow Buffalo out at home. And I believe this is a night game as well. So, good luck. Not, I don't think they're wasting their whiteout on Buffalo, though. They're not going to waste the whiteout on Buffalo. <laughs> they're going to definitely probably do that against one of our teams. But well, we don't travel there. I think they come to us. So. Oh, well, then. Well, I know that Michigan goes there, but that's for a October. later time. All right. Did you take? Who did you take? I Dave? took Penn State. Okay. I got to go Penn State as well. All right. Well, Next, okay. we have Michigan State hoding, hoding, hosting Western Michigan. Maybe hoding. What's hoding? I don't know anyway? what that is. I don't know either. 17 points. I, I think I think you guys win. I don't think you cover. I don't think you cover 17. I take Western Michigan on that one. So um, I wrestled with this one. 17 points seemed like a lot coming off of a lackluster offensive performance, but that is because their defense is Michigan State's defense is so good that they could score 17 points just the defense. True that. I think but. offense does just enough. I think they cover this actually. I think yeah. this is going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be maybe like a 24 point win or something. I think they cover. Give me Michigan State. Uh, even giving those points to them, I. I just their defense is that good. Gosh, I, I really hope my guys cover 17 points. But I, here's the thing: the defense. It's it. Defense can score, but it's it's unpredictable. You know, like we could go out next week. We directly scored nine points last week, and then indirectly scored 18 of our 28. Um, I don't know. That doesn't happen every week. 
even if you're really, really good. And, and so I'm really hoping I'm wrong here, but I'm taking Western because I didn't see anything from the offense to give me faith that we're scoring more than 10 points offensively. And I think that will, I think that'll be enough to win the game most likely, but it not enough to cover. And we have Minnesota traveling to Fresno State, giving them three points. Mm. What say you, the Bulldogs? Give me, give me the home dog. I'm taking Fresno State. Ditto. I agree. I'm taking Fresno State. I wasn't impressed with Minnesota last week. And unless they line up some things that, that changes that change my mind, I'm taking Fresno State. Fresno State all the way. All right. We're out of the Big Ten, but we're into a couple of big games this week. We have number one Clemson. At home, bringing in number 12, Texas A&M, giving them 17 and a half points. That's a, I mean, for that close of a ranked opponent, I mean, that's a yeah. that's a huge spread. This but, is, but I mean, Texas, Texas A&M is everybody's, like, dude, over-ranked ex- team of the year, right? I mean, where nobody really knows what they're. Yeah, I have this game as my, uh, we, we don't do upset picks on this pod. Maybe we could. Yeah. But this was, this was my preseason. I was looking at this game as... This is, like, Clemson doesn't normally have to play an SEC team early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of feel like, dude, I think Texas A&M could shock the world and win this game outright. So give me Texas A&M and the points. I'm thinking Clemson is probably going to win, but, dude, 17 and a half points against an SEC school. Nobody's bad in the SEC. Uh, well, there are some bad teams like Vanderbilt. But Texas A&M, 17 and a half points. Give me those points. I'll take them. At, uh, on the road against Clemson, defending national champion. I know this is probably going to backfire, but yeah, I have to. You know, similar to some other some other podcasts I had heard and or watched some different shows um, when they're picking teams. I, I don't, I don't think I can find myself ever picking against Clemson with the way they've just been rolling. I, I just they have so many weapons. It's like, oh, this isn't working. Well, we're going to try this over here, and it, that this will work for the day. Like they can just move at, at, at any pace they want, really. I, I'm taking Clemson. I think they cover. Yeah, I, this is. I think this is kind of a tough yeah. game to, to predict because that's a. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, and we a, don't. A and M is. Who are, who are they? Right. Yeah. So right. It's this top twenty matchup and all that. Trevor Lawrence didn't look real good last week, but then their rushing game was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, th- this is. This is a tricky game to me. I think that, I think that because Lawrence didn't play well last week, he's going to come out wanting to look good this week. And if he doesn't, again, the weapons, the amount of options, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take Clemson. I hope this is a closer game, like just for the sheer joy of like watching a nice, tight matchup here. But eh, give me Clemson on this one. All right. Well, next we have LSU traveling to Texas, giving them five and a half. So LSU is ranked number six. Texas is ranked tenth. I think this one. I actually I think Texas wins outright. I think Texas wins at home. They're hungry. They're like, okay, let's show everybody we're for real. Mm-hmm. LSU. I, we have a quarterback. Like, let's let's yeah, do this. I, I, I think this is it. And LSU is that team in the SEC where this is the game that's going to let everyone know. Like, is LSU a pretender or contender? And I think there's too many question marks on LSU's uh, on the defensive side of the ball that I think Texas wins this game outright. Give me Texas and the points. Heck yeah, I'll take that all day. It's the home dog situation. Home dog? Yeah, it's the home dog situation. I mean, have I taken all the home dogs? Let me see. No, there might be one. But anyways, yeah, give me Texas. 
All right. I'm, I'm going to take Texas as well because of the home dog situation here. Um, I don't have much to add to it from what you guys said. So. I mean, I'm going to take Texas because I want to get Longhorns for the front of my minivan. Just because I think that would look hilarious to have Longhorns on the front of my minivan. In Michigan. Just in Michigan. you in a minivan is hilarious. Yeah, I know. I know. Let alone horns on the front yeah. of the minivan. Chubby fella in a minivan is normal, but I'm saying the Longhorn just makes the minivan kind of BA a little bit. Well, we had a lot of fun uh, this week on, on the podcast. Uh, we just wanted to point out a couple places you can find us. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, we're at, at Best Frenemies Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at underscore best underscore frenemies. Check us out. We try to keep you updated uh, on when we post new stuff. Um, you can follow us on uh, iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play Music. You can find our podcast. But um, we'll be back at you next week with another uh, episode. We'll recap these games. Um, and we have one more week after this of uh, out-of-conference out of matchups. But, um, and then we're into conference play. So the season is, is heating up. But, um, yeah, good, good luck, guys. Uh, I wish you all the best in, in, your, in your action. And if you both lose, I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Chase. Break yeah. out at you. <laughs> Had a lot of fun, guys. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. See you next time. Out. <laughs>